Chapter 3 of Idiala. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wild Shimmering Path. Idiala by Sarah Grand. Chapter 3. Idiala held that dignity and calm are essential in a woman but like the rest of the world she found it hard to attain to her own standard of excellence her bursts of enthusiasm were followed by fits of depression and these again by periods of indifference when it was hard to rouse her to interest in anything she always said and was probably right that want of proper discipline in childhood was the reason of this variableness which she deplored but could neither combat nor conceal temperament must also have had something to do with it her nervous system was too highly strung she was too sensitive too emotional too intense she reflected phases of feeling with which she was brought into contact as a lake reflects the sky above it and the bird that skims across it and the boats that rest upon its breast yet like the lakes her own nature remained unchanged it might be darkened by shadows and lashed by tempests till it raged but the pure element showed divinely even in its wrath and the passion of it was expended always to some good end but even her love of the beautiful was carried to excess it was a passion with her which would in a sturdier age have been considered a vice she delighted in the scent of flowers the song of the thrushes in the spring colour and beautiful forms doubtless the emotion they caused her was pure enough and it was natural that highly bred cultivated and refined as she was she should feel these delicate sensuous pleasures in a greater degree than lower natures do there was danger however in the over-education of the senses which made their ready response inevitable but neither limited the subjects nor regulated the degree to which they should respond but it would be hard in any case to say where cultivation of love for the beautiful should end and to determine the exact point at which the result ceases to be intellectual and begins to be sensual i have sat and watched idiala lolling at an open window in the summer the house stood on a hill a river wound through the valley below and beyond the river the land sloped up again green and dotted with trees to a range of low hills crested with a fringe of wood do you know what there is beyond those hills idiala asked me once abruptly i don't know but i love to believe that the sea is there and that the sun is sinking into it now sometimes i fancy i can hear it murmur and then followed a long silence and the scent of mignonette and roses blew in upon her and the twilight deepened and i saw her grow pale with pleasure when the nightingale began to sing and then i stole away and never was missed she would lie in a long chair for hours like that scarcely moving and never speaking at first i used to wonder what she thought about but afterwards i knew that at such times she did not think she only felt i have some pictures of her as she was then dressed in a gown of some quaint blue and white japanese material with her white throat bare i was just going to catalogue her charms but it seems indelicate to describe a woman point by point like a horse that is for sale i have some other pictures of her too as she appeared to me one hot summer when i was painting a picture by the river and she used to come down the towing path to watch me work and sit beside me on the grass for hours together talking reading aloud reciting or silent according to her mood but always interesting it was then i learnt to know her best 
and I am always glad to think of her as I used to see her then, coming towards me in one particular grey frock she wore, tight-fitting and perfect, yet with no detail evident. It was like an expression of herself, that dress, so quiet to all seeming, and yet so rich in material and so complex in design. The wonder and the beauty of it grew upon you and never failed of its effect. End of chapter 3